0: Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Fantasy Fitba Pod. We are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of fantasy football. My name is John and I'm joined by my best friend and co-host of this podcast that we're now in Season 2 of. I'm going to call you Roberto <laughs> and say Ciao.
1: Roberto. Oh, grazie mille. Grazie mille. <laughs> oh. Ciao, John. Go. Ciao, John. We've had some pizza tonight. We've had some beer and moretti. Are we alluding to anything? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. John, season two. Season two, we're here. I mean, hopefully we've got some
0: new listeners Scobie, or Roberto, I should say. Um, so, do you want to just tell them a little bit about how we started it last year? I mean, we're still kind of new to this yeah. whole thing. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, uh, yeah. To recap, so uh, last year was obviously sort of uh, it was it was attempt two from the the good people at Fantasy Football Scotland to launch the game. We don't talk about that first attempt. It was a bit of a teething teething season. Uh, but yeah, we we came back on uh, last season. We thought. As two big Scottish football fans and two fancy uh, addicts, um, avid fancy players, we thought we would give doing a podcast a crack and we did not know what we let ourselves in for.
0: We did not. We ended up being 35 episodes which was pretty mental. Uh, So here we are this season again and we're going to try our best to do as much. As possible, Scobie, as you say, we are Scottish football fans purely and we will try not to have any bias, but I think it's always good just to let the listeners know who we support. <laughs> uh, I'm an Aberdeen fan, and uh, so I will try not to give you too many awful shouts from Stephen Glass and Scott Brunes army at Pataudry. And Scobie, it's so exciting this year because... Your team
1: are back in the big in the big league. Back in the big, finally. I know I, 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 there was not a fancy football Scotland Championship version. So last year, as a Hearts fan, which I am, um, I unfortunately was not was not able to. Uh, well, actually, do you know what it gave me? A it gave me a very sort of like level headed, unbiased approach to the game because um, I didn't have any any sort of horse in the race, so to speak. So yeah, now Hearts are back it's going to make it all the more juicy this season.
0: I think it is. And, and you were good at it last year, Scobie. You, you you beat me. You yeah. did very well in all the mini-leagues. And I just wonder, now you've got that bias of your own team, how is that going to impact your performance?
1: I think I can't help but being su- <laughs> by being swayed. I think we sat in a pub. So uh, for the listeners that are just joining us, uh, I think it was probably two months ago when the season ended that we did lasted our our sort of final pod. We'd been a bit of tweeting um, throughout. If you are on Twitter, please do follow us at... Football Pods. I always forget it. at Fitball Pods. Um, and we did a little bit of a. Sort of, I was I was getting overexcited one night in the pub about where some of the Hearts uh, players' values might land, where there might be some value to be had in that squad. Um, and we'll, and we'll get into that when we when we get going. But we'll yeah. get into
0: it. I Very mean, exciting. Since we last spoke, um, I mean, it's been an incredible summer for football, and a number of reasons. I mean, I don't know how much you want to lay on the Euros. We were we were at at, oh, at a game. <laughs> Um, we got burst, we got Covid and I suppose now we're back here and we're talking about the Scottish Premiership season And Scobie, there's a lot new in the Scottish Premiership season, not just to do with the fantasy game which we will come on to very shortly But you've got four new managers managing in the Scottish Premiership for the first time, let alone the new teams yep. you've, got, uh, you've got Ange, we're going to call him Ange, the new Celtic manager Go on, Ange. <laughs> Go on Ange Go on Ange uh, We've got Stephen Glass at Aberdeen that I mentioned We've got Tam Courts at Dundee United I mean who, who saw that coming And also we've got um, uh, Malky Mackay uh, Which I think the less said about is yeah. perhaps a better
1: <laughs> We're not that excited about Malky Mackay uh, for obvious reasons But anyway we don't, we don't let previous stuff get in the way Or any sort of bias we have about teams get in the way of our analysis of the league and i'm just it's exciting we say it's new teams in the league but they're very old teams in scottish football mm. hearts are back in i'm stalwart of scottish football we've got dundee back we've got the dundee rivalry back we've got the ember rivalry back yeah. we've got lots of exciting stuff to look forward to i'm i'm genuinely really excited about this. i am scottish excited football.
0: and but the only thing i would say Scooby, is we're missing one of our favorite teams in the party and we that are. Is,
1: that's, hamilton. that's hamilton hamilton oh. are <laughs> gone Brian Rice could not have happened then. I "Man, we're gonna miss Brian Rice. We're gonna miss his quotes, uh, and we're gonna miss talking about that famous Hamilton Stadium with a an unnamed supermarket that sits outside of it." So, uh, yeah, I think we can put Brian Rice into the Hall of Fame of
0: Fantasy Football Pod. That's maybe a, a, a episode for later in the season, Hall of Famers, <laughs> uh, when we get bored of uh, of of chatting to each other about regular stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah. So,
0: so how are we gonna take this? preview pod on scoby i hear you ask i hear the listeners ask and here's what we're going to do this is part one and it's called fit is new so we've gone on about what a bit fits new fits new here we're going to talk about the app because there's a few really exciting rule changes that the headquarters of fantasy football scotland have have brought in so we'll come on to them part two it's going to be fairly simple i don't know where we came up with this setup from but it's going to be goalkeepers part three defenders listeners we're going to keep going part four Midfielders, And we're going to finish off with part five And that's going to be a strikers So I hope you're strapped in for a serious
1: ride Five parts, wow Yeah, we're going to be a bit gratuitous with ourselves But, you know, you've all been waiting two months for this So we're, we're here to give, bring you the goods Before we get into it though, John Scotland at the Euros, it was amazing How do you sum it up? Is there any fancy implications there? You know, just talk me through it Fantasy implications, God, I don't know
0: I mean, look, we were so excited about the Euros About how well we'd do and did we underperform? Yes. Did we have a great time? We yes. Do we, we have regrets? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, thanks from Scotland perspective. I mean, Stephen
1: O'Donnell's had some summer, isn't he? He has, he has. He's been up and down. Um, you've got to think the great Alexander. I love what he saw there. Uh, yeah. Steve Plotts stood by his man, didn't he? Everybody was calling for his head after the Czech public game. Felt like he was found out a little bit. He did not have a good start, the first half in particular. But, you know, he came into it. I thought he was heroic against England. Yeah, um, I mean we
0: um, may or may not have been in Leicester Square, I don't know
1: Well <laughs>
0: <laughs> But uh, to talk about how great Stephen O'Donnell was there And just also a wee shout out to the young team And what energy they brought to the Tartan Army this summer They because really did With really their bunk, really did.
1: Buck fast and Mad, mad Dog 2020, geez It was an atmosphere, <laughs> like, it was like no other I, I, well, It's one we'll always remember, I think, being in Leicester Square that night um, Pre and post the game Really, really good fun, mm-hmm. but yeah, good stuff. And I think like right at the end, uh, you know, Croatia was a sad one. We got the bounce. Cal McGregor, we'll talk about him, I'm sure. And mm-hmm. uh, now appointed club captain at Celtic, of course. Um, we'll talk about him more. But the nice little spot for me was Nathan Patterson coming on at the end mm-hmm. with real energy. And I hope, and um, we think that possibly he's going to carry that energy into into this season. Yes, so if he can get himself on the field. Indeed, and
0: Gerard sort of, you know, talking about this sort of. If you want to put a Scotland twist on it, that Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney, that's your James Tavernier and um, Nathan Patterson. How does he fit both of them in the same team? So we'll, we'll come on that in part three. Uh, yeah, Cal McGregor, if I could bottle that feeling up that I felt when the ball went in the back of the net at Hamden, jumping on <laughs> you, jumping on old man, fantastic. That feeling was called
1: COVID. <laughs> And uh, and
0: I suppose the less we talk about the knockouts the better So moving (laughs) on (laughs) So um, I'm going to talk about the first rule change that really caught my eye And one that we were really championing for And that is that now you get points Goalkeepers get points for every three saves they make So they get one point for every three saves they make. Just to put that into context, Benji Segrist, who we loved last year, made over a hundred saves last year. And if you're quick on the maths, uh, like neither of us are, then that is uh, 30-odd more points in the season, Scoby. That is quite a huge uh, rule change and one, I think, for the better.
1: Exactly. 130 saves it was. Um, and his nearest, ni- his nearest rival, I think, was about 100. So really um, something that we-, we called out for. We, of- we often talk about um, if you're new to the game and you maybe play fancy Premier League, there's obvious comparisons there. I mean, it's a very different game. The scoring system's very different. But what they probably have done is uh, brought that a little bit more in line in terms of some of the um, things that you're getting points for. But actually, they've gone beyond that. One of the things that I think is really interesting is tackles. Mm. Tackles getting points. So three plus tackles for all players is a point, uh, And three plus interceptions, similarly for all players, is yeah. a point. So it's kind of rewarding some of those uh, unsung heroes of the team. People that t- spring to mind for me, last season, a guy like Alex Gogic at uh, Hibbs yeah. played week in, week out. Lots of passes, lots of tackles lots of interceptions, and um, was not rewarded for it. So it's, it's definitely going to bring a different dynamic to the game this year, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. Another one that springs to mind, Ryan Jack. Uh, you know, a, a permanent fixture when he's fit in that Rangers team. Yeah. I have to be admit, and I, I, as an Aberdeen fan, it's hard to say, Ryan Jack was massively missed at this European Championship with Scotland. He was. I believe. Um, so that's another, you know, really exciting couple of rule changes there. Scobie just running through them. We've got bonus points in the game now. Yeah. Uh, so that's quite exciting. Who's going to be the bonus point magnet? I right.
1: don't quite know. And do we know how, because I actually don't, I, I've, I've probably not read enough into it, but like, do we know how the bonus points are going to be calculated? I think
0: it's based on some sort of like whoscored.com best player rating type yeah. stuff. Yeah, the, okay. the three best players will get three, two, one, in and that. Uh, you can roll transfers this year, Scooby. So yeah. last year, listeners, for the new guys, it was a use it or lose it policy. Which was, I thought was quite fun in a way, but it did feel like you were making a transfer for the sake of it every week, didn't you were, it? You were. Definitely. So now it's sort of if in doubt, do now and roll that baby.
1: Yeah, exactly. Take, take a free transfer into you. It's a massive thing. Um, so yeah, to get to, get to just, le- just let you settle in your squad a bit and not do anything hasty.
0: One, one rule that one point has been added is uh,
1: shots. So for every five <laughs> shots, you get an
0: extra point. And I've had to free think about this one. And whilst, yes, it's exciting, I mean, last year, um, French Eddie. Um, averaged per game three point two. Now that was the highest. Yes. So I'm not sure how much that's going to come into play.
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it's shots on target, isn't it? Which I think if you look at someone like Ryan Christie, took a lot of shots, and not an awful lot of them <laughs> were on target. Um, so it's uh, you know it's based on that. But I think they've just expanded it a little bit more. There's gonna be lots of points scoring this game. We're gonna see some higher scoring weeks. I think every week. Uh, you know, we were seeing some massive things when we were maybe having, you know, let's, let's face it, last year, uh, as I'm sure everyone knew, we had COVID, we had a lot of double and sometimes triple game weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we had guys topping out there, people were using their tokens wisely, their triple captains and whatnot mm-hmm. um, at that point, and we were getting over 100. But I think we're going to see that quite a bit more regularly this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally agree. One rule that has stayed that they haven't changed which I kind of still like, and um, which I know you're not a huge fan of, Scobie, is that the bench trick lives on. Dude. So the, for, for the listeners that don't know what the bench trick is, it's um, you will start a player that has zero minutes and the best scoring player off your bench comes on. So it's tempting, and especially at this stage of the season, to try and find a player that um, is unlikely to play that this whole season and then you'll automatically always get your bench player coming on scoring the most points. It can be quite valuable, and they can add up quite a bit.
1: Yeah, it is. I'm a, like, I just thought it was a bit of a dirty, a dirty little trick, mm. you know? I, I like to think that you go out there, you pick your best squad, and you see what happens, but they don't seem to have it set up where you can have sub number one, sub number mm. two, sub number three in that way, uh, so this is a sort of uh, replacement for that. It means that, as John says, you get your, best, your, best, your highest point score coming on is it fair? No. Do people take advantage of it? Yes. And should you probably? <laughs> <I> <laughs> that's hate it. To say it.
0: That's it. I mean, Scooby, did you have any other new bits? Heroes in? like
1: Jay Henderson that oh. fitted into that role a lot last year. I think McKinnon, Angus McKinnon was our mm. boy towards the end of the year, wasn't he? Correct. Someone you know that's probably not even at the club anymore. Um, but
0: mm. yeah. And did you have any other new points here, Scooby? Or I'm going to wrap us up for part one.
1: No. I'll look, I think the only other thing I'm going to say is John. I, t- I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if you've realised, but we're actually experts now. We Uh, is experts. We is experts, and um, we are also official. So the good people at Fancy Football Scotland have um, a number of leagues if you're just joining this year you'll see that a number of leagues you can join there's some quite fun ones there's one called the pro league which has got the pros league which has got uh, a lot of uh, professional or ex-professional footballers in there who pick their own teams and you can you can pick yourselves against them mm-hmm. uh, a number of other uh, good podcasts out there which we'll shout out on our twitter uh well-known ones have also got leagues and we've got one as well so yeah look for the Fancy football pod league uh, we've got a couple hundred members already um, yeah. really exciting um, so yeah get involved if you want to this year please join us um, we'll be tracking that throughout the season absolutely I mean there's already
0: been um, there's yeah, as you say there's already been 200 guys that have joined the league which is just brilliant so it means it means you can tweet us and tell us how much better you are doing throughout the season than that <laughs> Scobie and I exactly, exactly. <laughs> experts that's it that wrap us up for part one Hello welcome back to part 2 of season 2, episode 1 of the Fantasy Fitback Pod. Scoby and I are in what can only be described as a sauna. <laughs> <laughs> we're in a, a, my my flat and it is absolutely roasting, it must be 30 degrees outside, we're both sweating buckets. Scobie, have you got your... Trousers off yet?
1: Oh, I'm about to, I've had to peel them off, maybe cut them off my legs. Yeah, so basically John and I, have uh, we both live in London, uh, for everyone's knowledge, uh, we usually do, we've done this, we've done it in person a couple of times, uh, we usually do it over the old Zoom, uh, but yeah, we're here together, we've got to celebrate the new season in style and do it here and now, so it's Sweaty, it's sweaty. <laughs> Where, Where are we going, Joe? boys are
0: sweaty, and we're going to chat about goalkeepers. Mm. And obviously, as we alluded to in part one, I think goalkeepers have changed slightly this season because not only is it just clean sheets you get points for, but it's also for saves. So I think it brings a lot of other goalkeepers into question. Benji Segrist is priced at three million and is really getting my plums pumping, Scobie, because I do <laughs> think he is. <laughs> One of top two, perhaps, goalkeepers in the league uh, Based on last season uh, United like to keep clean sheets We'll have to see how Tam Kortz goes But he's certainly in my in my thinking Just taking a step back from goalkeepers for a second Scobie, are you going to try and go with two goalies that start and switch? Or are you going for one set and forget And then a really cheap,
1: shite option? Yeah, to be honest, I think you've got to just work your hardest To, um, to, to retain your budget this year It's going to be really hard I think, I, just a note before we get into talking about players too much last year and again this is for people that haven't played it but just a recap or reminisce for folk that have played it um, they kind of got the values a little bit wrong so you had 60 million to make your squad up you know you had top end players strikers like Edouard at 8 million and stuff but you had people like Connor Goldson that were in at 3 million mm. now Connor Goldson ended up being the third fourth I think he was top goal scorer played almost every minute for Rangers clean sheets were getting more points than uh, than goals you know for a defender so they got the values quite wrong. People like Tav's value and Barisic's value skyrocketed. Now they've kind of leveled that up this year. So everything is a lot more uh, a lot more even from a value perspective. And I think that is making it a lot more challenging to put a team together. little observation, and this comes, I'm not going to steal it from myself, this came from a uh, fantasy football scout. He rightly pointed out that there were sort of six template players that we looked at last year that basically everybody had throughout the season. That was uh, James Tavernier, Conor Golson. Barisic David Pernbull Nisbet and Boyle from Hibs if you put all six of those in your squad right now it'd be 35.4 million worth of your 60 million Ooh,
0: James. budget
1: so how can you make that work so it's going to be really difficult so for me to answer your question in a very long winded manner John uh, <laughs> you have need to so have, need to have a, a strong goalie and personally I think you've got to um, you've got to accept that your goalie on the bench is not going to be a high value mm. one
0: Yeah, I agree because also Scottish football is so unpredictable. So if you're going in and say maybe you've got a Liam Kelly of Motherwell and a Xander Clark Mm -hmm. at St Johnston, who both cost two point seven million and both of the way I think are very viable options, I wouldn't get both because picking who's going to keep a clean sheet or who's going to have a better game in Scottish football it is a minefield.
1: Yes, totally is. It totally is. Um, I just want to call you back on the Secret Show. Benji Segrist was one of my boys last year. I think he was fantastic. Obviously, the saves and everything uh, speak for themselves. There's a lot of talk that uh, Celtic are maybe going to be in on him. Mm. And I thought it was really interesting that they picked up Trevor Carson, who's a very good goalie and a guy that's been really unlucky with his yeah. health, actually. had the big. Uh, it was a big heart scare he had, did he not? Was it two seasons ago? Finally came back to some fitness and then got injured again last year. Mm-hmm. He's been signed by Dundee United, and, I, and it feels a little bit like a move of a team that's maybe preemptively thinking that Seagress is going. That Seagress is going. Whether it's Celtic,
0: I'm not sure. There, there's chat of Fraser Forster. There's always chat of Fraser there Forster going Seagrass.
1: back to Celtic. Of course.
0: One thing that made me really laugh because I just don't think Barkass is going to be their number one going this season. And there is a Twitter account going that has called uh, handle has Barcass made a save yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know there was a Lawrence Shankland one last year in the Scottish membership yeah, goal saves. Yeah. Uh, so Barkas, I mean, geez, he's a crisp pack
1: at hands, times 100. Um, and do you remember he came in with a value of about 3.4 or something? Yeah. It, was like, it was an eye-watering value. And everyone thought, well, you know. Selica, to be fair to them, had pretty good goalies over the years. They generally picked them well. So you thought he was the next one, but like, Jesus Christ! Um... Where are you going to go with your goalie this, this season, John? Who's your pick? Well, as I say, I
0: think it will be... It, it could be any of and I'm still not quite there yet. Just we're 10 days out from the season starting for any of those listening later. I think Seagrist is a good shout. I think Matt Macy at Hibs is quite a good shout. Yeah, yeah. You know, they kept a lot of clean sheets last year with solid at the back. Yes, they may be a little bit light at the back this year, but I feel like under Jack Ross, they're probably just going to go from strength to strength. Uh, Xander Clark, you know, St. Johnston... Cup double winners last year mm-hmm. and actually goal scorer. He's a goal scorer.
1: <laughs> like he's a goal scorer.
0: So you know. So that's him in. But also the way St Johnston went from November through to the summer last year, there was a very slow start. So they're still on this upward project trajectory that I feel like maybe hasn't ended. So I think he's a good shout and maybe a slightly left field with one is Yak Anik at St. Yep, Mirren. Yep. Um you know, is is a is good is a good shop stopper and might attract those save points and bonus points. Scooby. don't forget, goalkeepers can attract well. Absolutely, bonus they, points. Can, they
1: can. um Yeah, you you, you touched on him there. For me, uh, my choice at the moment is Matt Macy. I think he's going to be a very popular choice. Big ex Arsenal man from Bath. He's only two point eight million. Mm-hmm. Uh, for context, your most expensive goalie in the league is Alan McGregor at three point five. So two point eight million. Hibs have got a great start to the season as well. I think they can keep a lot of clean sheets at the start. I think they're going to be vying for that top spot for a number of weeks. Mm. Uh, And I think they've got a good defensive record under Ross. It was 15 clean sheets last year for them. Um, You know, Marciano credit where credit's due he was a great goalie uh, and to be fair to me he took that big move mm-hmm. probably had one big move left in him and he went off and took the money I, fair play but you know I think they they, they they moved to get Macy last year they played him a bit at the end of the season and he looked like he was fitting in so I'm going to go for Matt Macy uh, and as I say Tre- Trevor Kost is an interesting cheap one to watch um, if as we think might happen Benji Seagreist goes
0: but yeah yeah Fantastic and in summary Goalkeepers are way more Exciting a position to get In your team this year Due to the bonus points Definitely And because of the saves uh, For points as well um, But anyway They're still a bit boring So should we move on Yeah let's
1: move on We've spent enough time there
0: <laughs> <laughs> And we're merging part 2 And 3 here Scooby Because Yes that's yeah. what we do We do what we want On this pod Yeah we've heard it, we've, Everyone's heard enough Of Carnival de Paris So <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> Never Never I want more Dario I did, I did Every time I heard it In the stadium At Hamden Or whatever For the game I just kept thinking They're playing it for us mm. <laughs> It's the pod <laughs> well, anyway, Right TV. So Defenders Kick us off
0: Defenders, um, there's only one place to start here And actually Scobie, I listened back to our last pod of last season And we left some tips for next season mm-hmm. To ourselves, to our future selves <laughs> And the first tip was go big Rangers defence at the back mm-hmm. Because they delivered on so many clean sheets last year We thought it wasn't going to happen um, towards the end of, end of the season But they kept delivering and they've got these two fullbacks, You know, one in Tav who takes penalties, takes corners, takes free kicks and the other in at Barisic, who also takes some corners, also takes some free kicks. And they cross, they cross, they cross. So yeah. they are assist magnets and they like to chip in with a goal or two. So it feels really difficult not to have these two players in your team. I'm happy to be proven wrong. Yeah. Um, and actually, Jock FPL has been in touch and has asked this, Scobie. Will we ever
1: not captain Tav this oh, season? Questions already, John. You can award me. <laughs> Generally, we keep that stuff for part three. But okay, here we are. We kind of technically are in part three. Uh, no, I don't think there's a situation in which you will not have Tab in your team. Um, I don't know. it mean, it's a big lingering question. I mean, can the clean sheet record be as strong as last year? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's going to be a more competitive uh, season, we think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are a very good side and they they were deserved runaway winners last year. But, um, I, you know, I, I don't know if I can see them not conceding a goal in however many games it was last season. Mm-hmm. Um, but the interesting thing, of course, um, with with Tav, and there's been quite a lot of debate at this about this on Twitter and it's being talked about in the press. As I alluded to earlier in the episode, Nathan Patterson was a bright spot right at the end of that Croatia game for Scotland. Now, mm-hmm. Rangers fans have been crying out for him to play the whole Euros and I think it's because of what they saw from Patterson when he played in Tavane's, uh absence when he was injured obviously for that portion of last season now you know he's a very good player um, he's fantastic off of a dead ball but he's not the best defender in the world to mm-hmm. be. he was fairly found out against Arsenal if anyone watched that game the 2-2 he did not have his best game and there's been talk that maybe we push him further forward Rangers and you play him up on the right wing and that allows you to play uh, Patterson at right back so I think that's a really interesting place to be. Bye. Do you think that's something that you can see happening, or do you think Jared will wait and maybe embed it after I, a while? I think I think to do that at the start, especially from a fantasy football
0: Scotland perspective, would be ballsy at minimum mm-hmm. to put Nathan Patterson in your team from the from the get go. I think it's something he will grow into. You know, every player's fresh at the start of this season. Tav Tav wasn't at the European Championships, um, unlike Patterson, and then I know he didn't play much, but still a lot, so I think it's something that will come, but if if Patterson does end up getting that right back berth and Tav moves further forward, I mean, he's even more of a points magnet and just has to be in your team. He's a fantasy football scotland essential, and I think anyone that doesn't have him in their team at the start of the season, uh, you're you're playing with fire, man.
1: No, of course you are. And you made a good point about the crosses. I mean, it's actually staggering, and also quite weird. Tav had... 321 crosses last season, and Barisic had 320, just yeah, one yeah. less. So 641 crosses between two of them. I think I think mean, the next the next highest crossing uh, defender behind them was about 200. So it just puts it into context. That's the way that we just play everything through the wide channels. And what'll be interesting is if Tab is playing in that role, then you've also got him getting clean sheet points and having even more of an opportunity yeah. to to add to the, all the goals and assists that he took. Uh, that he picked up last season so it's a, it's a really interesting one for him
0: agreed agreed right take us away from ibrox in defense because i think we discussed that we did yeah um, where are you thinking next with your team
1: yes yeah, so i agree with you those two are in the in the, in the team and now the next one i'm going to go to and i called him out last year he was one of my steals of the season and i thought he was a bargain because uh, he played so much and he's now just been named hibs club captain it's Paul Hanlon. Um, 2.8 million he's coming in at he got up to 2.9 million last year I think he started the season about 2.4 I'm actually surprised that he's valued where he is I think if you're finishing the season on 2.9 million with all the points that he did he was a top 10 defender last year mm-hmm. he should have at least been 3 million so I think Hanlon building on what I've just said and I am a Hearts fan sorry about this I'm banging on a bit here. <laughs> but I, I think they're going to be strong at the back um, you know They're a strong Backline there With him With Porches. Mm-hmm. Dogs come through You know They've got options Talk of One of my favourite players From last year Hakima Dauphin Potentially Joining Hibbs. That'd be an interesting move But I think Hanlon for me um, Is an important one He was so consistent He only conceded 35 goals last year mm-hmm. Bye 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 But you're telling me That you're not
0: going for We've got Megan,
1: <laughs> Super
0: Paul McGinn I, I just don't, don't think you understand, understand. He's not Jack Ross's man Jack Ross
1: man <laughs> He's better than He's not better than Paul Hamlin He's not better than Paul Hamlin <laughs> Not at yeah. that value no, 400000 million
0: you, you, You've completely sold me I suppose the other serious point I think on the Hibs defence Is Josh Doig We all thought he was going to move uh, To Watford I swear that move actually went through And then it fell through Me too And um, you know Josh Doig broke on the scene last year uh, you, you know this amazing young talent breaking forward lots got taken out the fire a little bit. Um, I think they, he got done at Parkhead and at Ibrox in consecutive games. And Lewis Stevenson came back in the team, but you know Lewis Stevenson's a year older. Josh Doig's a year older. Doig is going to be starting a lot of games on the Jack Ross this year, and he's a really attacking fullback. And at 3.1 million, despite being slightly more than Paul Hamlin, could offer a bit better attacking. Um, Attacking outlet for your fantasy football Scotland team.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, I think it's probably at the right time because 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 Aberdeen were not an inspiring team to watch last year, John, but they were solid and consistent in the back. So, give me the lowdown. Where am I looking for oh. in terms of value from the Aberdeen team? Declan Gallagher is now a don. He is baseball, big decky, baseball bat and all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me, where where am I you're at not You you
0: it's difficult. Um, Aberdeen's defence last year was brilliant. I mean, not conceding goals. And you had Tommy Holbin and Ash Taylor who, you know, for all of his flaws were actually very solid at the back. They've now both gone. Mm-hmm. And yes, they've brought Gallagher in, uh, but they feel a little bit light at the back. You know, Andrew Constantine will probably be playing centre-half alongside yeah. Declan Gallagher. Yeah. Uh, he's a year older. Yes, he's got Scotland caps now. Uh, but is he, you know... On the downhill of his career And is it going to be Is it going to be Three at the back still Do you think for them Or is no. it the best, the going to I win? mean I'd be Very much looking at the uh, Europa League tie On Thursday night Against the Swedes I think it'll be a back four And this is where The interesting thing Comes to comes, be It's the, the wing back situation The right. full back situation You've got McKenzie Who is two million An interesting young left back um, will he start He'd up against Probably Johnny Hayes Might start left back Potentially Constein can move To left back But I've mentioned We don't have much Of a centre half Presence yeah. So he's 2 million I think could be Worth a shot And the other one Is Jack Gurr He's come via The Atlanta connection That um, Dave Cormack The new chairman Has And he's a, he's Supposedly a right back He's another 2 million pound option uh, That could that could end up Playing quite a lot of games So it could be A really cheap enabler Into that Aberdeen defence um, either of those options, I think, is where my head's at. It's
1: just, just to recap, then Stephen Glass has come from. He was the head coach of Atalanta B, and Correct. Dave Cormack. He's obviously got the relationship with with Atlanta. Uh, he's he's appointed in. Uh, am I not right in saying that Gabriel Ainsie, um Man United legend, which was another left field show, who was the A team coach for Atlanta, has just been sacked after ten games. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so, um,
0: are you but- nervous? What the the glass is going to get poached by? It was an interesting one. I mean, in say, you know, there's chat of him being into the big Bielsa methods that he's clearly not been given enough chance with. But look, it's going to be an absolute roller coaster at Bataji this season. That's why I'm not suggesting to go with the three million odd pound defender. I think there's a couple of two million guys there that, yeah. given the way Aberdeen might play, could be a cheap way into the defence. Yeah. I think through either of those two options. Um,
1: yeah, you'd be alright I mean I think the, the big thing for me just to sort of round off where we're at with um, with defenders I think there's points to be had there and I think the big thing is go with teams that you can trust and I genuinely don't know if there's any teams bar Rangers and Hibs that you can trust at this point in time you know I think Aberdeen's record last year speaks mm. for themselves but it's a new team new formation new manager and I have to say because everyone's probably thinking when are you going to talk about Celtic Celtic's defence it's just a bit of an unknown territory at the moment. You know, I mean, last mm, night it mm. wasn't very inspiring. It was a very young team. I know there's been some injuries and there's talk mm. of players on the move, but yes, there could be some value in somebody like Welsh, but it's, uh, for me, I've got to avoid Celtic. And I'm not mm. just saying that because the hearts are playing them first half in the season. And I just don't think there's anyone there at the moment for me, from a Celtic point of view, that I'm going to invest in.
0: Yeah, my, my favourite Celtic player from uh, last season was Ayer. And he's obviously just, well... Is on the verge of signing for Brentford for thirteen point five million pounds, which is actually a serious money, chunk yeah. of money that you think will be redeployed into the squad. Yep. So, I, to be honest, that's all about God it on Celtic. Just the Welsh shout's quite interesting; probably will play quite a lot. And if Celtic begin to keep clean sheets, then maybe that's there. But for me, Celtic are later on in the uh, in the in the team. Um, one player that I find quite exciting, and this is quite a blast in the past, is Charlie Mulgrew. Charlie He's Mulgrew. He's back in the Scottish Premiership. This is a guy that was at Todry a number of he years was, ago. Yeah. Uh, I was at Parkhead when he, he scored two free kicks for Aberdeen against Celtic. I think it was on that day Celtic thought, we're going to sign this guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see his free kick the other night? This is what I'm coming
0: on to. <laughs> his free kick, and actually, I don't know if Tam Courts they've kind of shown their hand, because it was a really well-worked routine. Yeah, Mulgrew runs over it the other guy runs over it Mulgrew comes back and shoots from like 45 yards out in the bottom corner it's like guys that's brilliant but now it's gone viral on Twitter every team will be like well there's no doing that
1: (laughs) do that against Rangers you know whatever it is isn't it but
0: 3 million pounds look I think it's going to be a lot of free kicks doesn't quite a decent defence last year quite a fun addition there that's kind of where my thinking's at there yeah it's
1: good it's good it's 3 million um, but yeah I think I think look we don't really know. You can't, you can't fill it exclusively with Rangers and Hitslow. You might want to, but there's, you know, there's more value to be up, up, up the pitch. Let's see. I think there's going to be a couple of interesting, um, solid defensive teams that come out of it. I know a lot of people talking about Sean Rooney, mm. a lot of his heroic class. Roondog! dog. Uh, probably unlucky, you know, he was an outside shot to make the Euro squad as well. He's a bit of a fan favourite. 2.8 million he is. Um, Lord Tate of uh, Renfrewshire, one of the pod favourites, 2.8 million himself as well mm. So. Look, there's players there, I'm sure we'll have lots more to talk about when it comes to defenders, but I think for now, John, should we move on.
0: Let's get out of part two. Hello and welcome back to part three of this week's opener, season opener of the fantasy fit-by-pod. My girlfriend has just walked into the flat Scobie, and she's listening from the bedroom.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's 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 told us she's definitely gonna listen to at least one episode this year. Half an you episode. Know, she had thirty-five to pick from last year and she managed two minutes, so you know the bar's low, but uh, we believe in your chess. Um so yes um, John, part three, uh, midfielders and forwards, the, the the you know the fancy <sighs> Fancy positions on the field, the ones everyone's been looking for. I'm sure some people just skip forward to get to this section.
0: Yeah. They, where do they I mean, start? I mean, this is where it gets really exciting. And this is, you know, where the... Bo- you, well, I say that. Last year, defenders were where the bulk of the points come from. But this yeah. is the fun part, isn't it? You know, you've got five midfielders to choose from. And, you know, I, I would recommend going with a couple of heavyweights here. And my first heavyweight that I'm going for... Now let's talk about Celtic. Because David Turnbull... Um, Unfortunate through, uh, the, through the Euros, maybe not getting as much time as, as we'd have liked to have seen him get, I think he's a really exciting prospect. I think the the whole creative spark to the Celtic team now basically, basically lies upon him, you know, will come on to who could be the next Nakamura, potentially, yeah, yeah. in that midfield. But Turnbull um, scores free kicks, takes corners, is creative, scores goals, he's could be the future of that Scotland uh, young midfield alongside Billy Gilmore. So for me, at 6.1 million. Yes. is expensive. Is he in my team? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, of course. Yes. Of course. Yes. I think we had him down as steel as the season last year. Cause mm-hmm. uh, for those of you that may be picking up Scottish football now, he came from Motherwell last season. He joined um, just before the end of the transfer window, which was all the transfer windows were all a bit strange because of COVID last year. Um, so if you had him early enough, he was, he, he was very cheap. Um, Hundred thirty six points end on the end, and he didn't even play the whole season. It took a quite a long time before Neil Lennon finally blooded him and let him go out and play. And it was about the only good thing he did um, in in the sort of second half of the season from managerial perspective. Um, yeah, he's a fantastic player. Um, now his value obviously reflects that. This year he's up at six point one million, um, which I can't help but feel, and I do have him in my team. I can't help but feel that's a bit uh, a little bit high. So, player I'm going to pick out, just to compare him to, Giannis Hadji at Rangers. He's 5.9 million. Now, Hadji was uh, top of the assist charts last year. Um, which was especially impressive considering he didn't actually always regularly start. Jared had a lot of options in that in the field. He did rotate it a lot. Uh, He had 11 assists in total and he also had seven goals. He was one of the highest scoring midfielders and he's 0.2 million less than Turnbull. Um, So to be honest, he's actually my third Rangers player that's filling up my sort of three. I've Mm. got Tav, I've got Barisic. Now I'm going to go for Hadji. I just think that Hadji could really Mm -hmm. kick on this year. Um, Aribo's been a very popular fantasy uh, player for, for well, the last season uh, for reasons that we all understand we all like him a lot we talk about a lot in this pod but actually Hadji's been more productive from a from the fantasy point of view yeah. um, in, especially in, t- in terms of the type, amount of time he's played so I can't help but feel that Turnbull's maybe a little bit expensive comparatively
0: yeah, yeah, I mean he is a little bit, I mean to go even more expensive in that Rangers midfield and a guy that is guaranteed to start every single game and quite possibly playing part of a Rangers front three, which is kind of out of position in comparison to the midfield he's down, is Ryan Kent, uh, who, you know, really grew accustomed to the Scottish Premiership last year. And uh, was scoring goals From absolutely everywhere And kind of Turn on the style Quite nicely Yeah he was um, So he's a, he's another Premium Midfield option Potentially Think With Hadji I get your argument I'm a bit more Risk averse To my decision making When it comes to Fantasy football And just the fact He doesn't start That many games It Gives me the shakes Maybe that's
1: what made you finish Eight points behind me last year (laughs) Just that that risk averseness You know Maybe Mm. you need to Need to push the ball A bit more Mm. this year Mm. Mm. Uh, I think What is quite good to see Is that They they way overpriced A couple of Celtic assets Ryan Christie and James Forrest Last year I mean it was Mm. just ridiculous They were like 7.5 million or something Uh, James Forrest is obviously injured For most of the seasons They're right back Into the mix now At 6.3 million for Christie And 6.2 for Forrest I do think James Forrest Could have a really good season Yeah you know, I think we saw signs of it. He was back in the Euros squad. You know, had he been fit all season, he might have had a starting berth for Scotland. So I think you know he's a really interesting player there. And I think Martin Boyle smelled about it. six million. Mm. He was a he was a nailed-on player last year, and I and I actually think six million might be good value come the year end uh, if you're looking at him there.
0: Yeah, I think Forest. at he only came on against the Czech Republic in that first game and was actually really. Exciting going forward And creative And yeah. I think it was actually You know Steve Clark had a lot on his plate But it was a mistake That we didn't see him again In either game against England Or Croatia Especially when we needed goals So Totally get that shout And think it could be interesting um, and, and yeah As you said The price he's backed down is a, is a lot less And you feel like Forrest Is going to move Ryan Christie There's a lot of chat Of him moving So just keep an eye on that If you stick him in your team And then as I said Could it be the next Nakamura I mean that's what Celtic fans be hoping in. With uh, <laughs> Furuhashi Coming in Furuhashi. there Now ange has got him in From the J-League uh, Where He was I believe Top scorer In yeah. the league Yeah he was Iniesta's manager At that club So he must have A thing or two Of him about playing midfield Maybe one to watch uh, Going forward Martin Boyle Scobie I totally agree with you He's on penalties Scores goals He's absolutely electric Jack Ross just signed A new two year deal At Easter Road Feels like That's the train To
1: get on there It is, but if there's a train to get him for me, it's got to be one of the heroes of last season. We did name an episode after him and rather unfairly called him the Aldi Lewis Ferguson. Uh, He's not, he's a lot more than that and he's still in the Premiership, luckily. Ross Callaghan was at Hamilton last year, for those of you that don't know him, uh, a former Hearts player, it pains me to say. Uh, He's exactly the kind of player that I think a lot of sides need in the Premiership, um, but none arguably more so than Ross County, who did pick him up in the summer. He is four point two million, which I think represents really good value. He scored an awful lot of goals, created chances, took penalties for a pretty awful Hamilton team last year. Um, so the I guess the question is can he kick on under Malky McKay? you uh, had twelve goal involvements last year for
0: yeah. the record. Quite you got twelve I've got thirteen. That must be the Was wrong it, whoa, stats. Well, there we go. Um only thing I'd say about Callahan and it's gonna because I think we're gonna have an argument here between two of the Fantasy fit by Pod, darling. Oh, I know oh, you're coming up as next. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Callaghan picked up eight yellow cards last season. Oh, so, okay. you know, minus points there, but I love the Ross Callaghan. Oh, that's shirt. funny because Ian
1: Vigors had 17 and he's the dirtiest <laughs> bass in the league, so I'm he sure he'll is. pick them all up for Callahan.
0: He did. And then, so I'm going to move on to the other guy that I think you go one of the two here, and that's Jamie McGrath at St. Mirren. Seven goals, two assists. On penalties Yeah, uh, Jim Goodman, St Mirren, who actually were so tactically brilliant last season And really exciting team to watch there So I think it's one of those two guys you go for
1: yeah, it probably is. It's just, it's really exciting in the I right? think there's, there's a lot of fun players there, you, you, you know, because you want to have a good spread of them. There is some top uh, top dollar signings in there, but I think there's some fun ones you can go with as well. Um, I'm going to go with the next one. This will probably lead us into our next part. It's time for my heart's rant, John. Josh Ginelli is going to be a player I'm going to pick out from um, from Hearts um, signed for us from Preston last year was pretty unlucky with injuries throughout the year uh, a lot of people have said that you know he's uh, he's maybe a player that's just going to be one of those unlucky players that's always going to suffer with injuries but he's not, he's got back, he's got back to full fitness Hearts fans love him you know, mm. he loves the club, he seems so excited to be there there was a really nice moment the other night when he played in front of 2,000 at Tyne Castle and he just said he was blown away by it could not wait to see what it was like playing in front of you know, almost sixteen thousand. Uh, he's three and a half million, so he's really, really cheap. And if you don't know Gennaro, he's a um, he's a pacey player, very direct, going forward. If you saw him in that Celtic Cup final last year, he was he really sort of turned the game when he came on. So uh, I think he's really exciting, and I think he's going to see a lot of game time. So for me, as a Little Hearts player under the radar, I would look at him from an attacking point of view.
0: I like that. Yeah, you want you want attacking midfielders here, don't you? So. That's great excitement And, and you know time Castle You know that You get a crowd behind you there And, and there can be goals to come yeah, could I mean, be, Who yep. could ever forget That 4-0 Absolute pumping That uh, Brenda Rogers' side took To, to break the 60-odd <sighs> yep. game On beating records exactly. exactly Can I just hold you On the rest of your hearts Ramp we go back To one final midfielder <laughs> of course you damn it. cannot Be not mentioned And I don't even know How many teeth He's got left now <laughs> maybe one two three i don't know how the dundee dentists are doing you probably keeping them in business in the last year but charlie adam folks is back in the big time that's correct he's back in the scottish premiership we haven't spoken at all about dundee as the other promoted yeah. side and they will quite rightly probably go under the radar as the different promoted side. you know they came up via the playoffs uh, putting kilmarnock down into the championship and charlie adam for those that watched the playoffs, was at the centre of absolutely everything. And he was at the centre of so much of Dundee last season. And the stat that really, really gives me a stoner, Scooby, <laughs> is that he has 30% goal involvement for Dundee That's last unbelievable. Season. One in every three goals, he was either assisting or scoring.
1: He is Dundee's Pullo. That's the only way you can describe him. He's just, everything runs through that man. 4.1 um,
0: million, I'm just saying. Yeah.
1: There's a yeah, look there's a there's a there's a beautiful Charlie back in Dundee and then there's also Charlie Mulgrew. Uh, <laughs> so you've got two options there. We like both of them. Love them. Um, yes. Well, to, to draw it to, to draw it forward, if we if we're going to move on and talk about strikers, and I'm going to go back to Hearts here. As I say, Josh Canale one to watch. Now there's two strikers that I want to draw your attention to because I think this is where there might be a bit of value in the Hearts team. Uh, this year. The first one, which is the obvious one, Liam Boyce. Oh, yeah. Uh, undoubtedly, I think he's going to be in a lot of teams this year. 5.1 million. That could look like a bargain by the end of the season. He takes penalties for us, of course. Mm. He's also a proven Premier League goal scorer. He a lot of uh, goals in his time previously in the Premiership. And he just kind of pops up everywhere. And he did that even when we weren't playing very well in all honesty last year in the championship and even you know in his short period of time he played with us in the premiership the year before that Mm. he had 14 goals in 25 games in the championships and as as I get to say we're we're not playing prolific football by any means so Liam Mm. Boyce absolutely one to watch and I'm just going to throw another name in there Armand Nandale, big man that we signed last season uh, from down south Bagged five goals in 13 games in the championships. And he and he kind of seemed to settle in quite quickly. And they formed a little bit of a partnership, him and Boyce. Mm. Little and large. I think with a full preseason behind him now, I'm quite excited for what he might add. And I think, you know, at that price, because it's hard up front, and I think you'll find this when, you, when you've put your team together and you've probably naturally finished with your right. forwards, you've suddenly run out of budget. And I think people have got to be canny because actually... The big learning from last year is that Strikers didn't really deliver an awful lot of value. Edouard did for a while when he got on a run in a very poor Celtic team, but he was eight and a half million at that point. So, you know, apart from him, Roof had his moments, but he got injured and he was still not cheap. So going for the big name Strikers has never traditionally worked out in FFS. So I am more akin to say, let's try it with some of the cheaper options play some uh, more risky hands here maybe I know that's not John's game but I think it's one that we should think about
0: yeah no uh, I agree so the one point when I was listening back to the pod Scobie and who would have been in this sort of budget area that you're talking about that four or five million yeah
1: Devante Cole Devante he's left the most complete striker in Scotland oh what
0: a run that man was off and actually, my favourite name in the Fantasy Football Pod League so far is from Greg Marshall, and it's Sex, Drugs, and Devante Cole. <laughs> and unfortunately, Brilliant. Scobie, we're having none tonight. None no, of
1: no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so it. So it, it's a shame to see, to see him gone. I, I think Boyce is... I think he's has been be really popular with, in that sort of experts thing we were doing earlier. I think he was almost the most popular striker selected um, giving him his own penalties and yeah you feel like Hart's going to score some goals this year so he's in there um, moving around that sort of bracket then and one name that I haven't seen come up a lot is Bruce Anderson yep. now he was on loan at Hamilton towards end of last season and got a couple of goals and a couple of assists under a team that you know as we've said was really struggling Um, And yeah maybe Brian Rice was whispering sweet nothings into his ear But if there was one man that I think could whisper sweet nothings of the same variety into another man's ear That would be David David Martindale (laughs) And I can't believe we've got to pass 45 minutes in the podcast I I know I can't believe it Spoken about beautiful uh, David Martindale And you know yes Livingston whilst last season they had a great bounce New manager bounce under Martindale And maybe fell off a little after the League Cup final there's, I feel like they, they, they're they're getting underestimated again, and I think Bruce Anderson could be quite an interesting uh, player in there. You know, he's a guy that, at Pataudry, probably didn't get enough chances under McInnes to really prove what type of striker he was, no. and it sh- was shown at Hamilton yeah. that with a run of games, he can do enough to merit uh, an option in someone's fantasy football Scotland team.
1: Yeah, and we he started twice versus and scored one already, so... Uh, the signs are good. I think my reservation with him is that Pittman played I think the most minutes of anyone in that Livingston side, so mm. it feels like Pittman's gonna play a lot. Jets gone though, um which I'm sure you might come on to if, <laughs> if you do get onto the Aberdeen circles at some point. Yeah. Um you know Robinson sort of plays in that midfield rolling up and around. Um, they've got Riley as well, but he didn't see much game time last year. So no, I think you're right. I think Anderson and he's a he's a different option as well. He's that he can play a bit wider got a bit of him and I thought he was fantastic at Hamilton last year so clearly Martindale saw that too or Martindale was listening to the Fantasy Football Pod I'm sure was, probably that was it Aye. Um, but he picked him up and I think good things to come there um, you know, we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit more next episode about some of the new signings that come into the league but I want to touch on one for now um, one that I find quite interesting uh, Kane Woolery has just signed for Motherwell from Tranmere Right. not a pr- prolific goal scorer but he's played a lot of games for uh, Swindon and Tranmere Um, 131 over the last sort of, 5 years I think it is uh, 20 goals in that time Uh, And he's looked lively in his first few starts. He's also scored for Motherwell already. Mm -hmm. Um, They are 3-0 one the other night and he was on the score sheet and played well by all accounts. So I think, you know, it's always really tempting, isn't it, to get on a bandwagon of a a new signing that we've not seen yet. If there's one I'm going to join, I think it might be Kane Woolery because I like the look of this Motherwell team going into the new season Graham Alexander getting a, getting a pre-season a bit mm. of an uninterrupted one um, with a good squad of players that really underperformed last year um, so I'm quite excited about that so I think Kane Woolery one to have a look about the new Devante Cole is that the new you... Devante Cole it might that's be that's what yeah. I hear you saying uh, ok talk
0: about new sign-ins we'll go back to Potodri we've got Jet and we've got Christian Ramirez Jet is coming at 4.7 million was at Livingston last year scored a few worldies but how much more does he do the team? I'm not sure. Ramirez is quite an exciting one, Scobie. He's come from uh, the Houston Dynamo oh. in uh, in a, in the in the States, and at 5.5 million, is definitely one to watch. I think could sort of be the focal point of Aberdeen's attack this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's just that risk, isn't it? You don't know what, what Steven Glass is going to do. So my advice to the to the listeners is to you know really um, think about. Um, really think about how Aberdeen are doing in those European games that are both going to come against against Haken and against, in Sweden in these two games but Ramirez I see he's a popular shout in drafts and it's, 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 it's making me tempted Scobie it's making me tempted
1: oh you can't help but get sucked in can you the no. new shiny striker will he score some goals he might he might not uh, lots of interesting options there. And will Kurtz main scoring any goals at St. Mirren? I'm sure that's one on everyone's <laughs> lips. We'll maybe do an episode on that later. Yeah. I suppose um, one guy
0: we haven't spoken about here, Scobie, maybe it's because we dwell too much on Boyle and actually have talked way too much about Hibs.
1: We have, yes. Great. But that
0: is We uh, Kev, as he's known yes. to our resident uh, bear, yes. Ian Finlay, Kevin Nisbet. Um, you know, six million up front. There was a vote on Fantasy Football Scotland Twitter the other day, and Nisbet came out on top on who thought they were going to score the most goals this season. My thinking, Scoby, is, is if I'm going Boyle, I don't need Nisbet. Would you double up?
1: Mm. Yeah, you might. I think there's still time for Nisbet to be signed. And if he doesn't go now, he might go in January. We'll just have to wait and see. But I do think he's going to be on the move at some point soon. Uh, Christian Dodge is injured at the moment. So interestingly, uh, they've been playing a sort of uh, 4-3-2-1. And Scott Allen's been playing quite far forward and been playing well there. Uh, obviously, Hib's got that great win against Arsenal the other night. Um, and uh, you know by, by the sound of it, Scott Allen was you know was great in that game. So Scott Allen's an interesting one, especially because he's right class as a midfielder in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, this bit... I just feel the price tag's a little bit high at the moment. I think there's better value to be found elsewhere. Um, But yeah, who who am I to to say he will not score goals?
0: I think the last team to talk about on our opening episode is team of the Year last year, right? It's the Super Jays. Yep. And, you know, double cup winners under Callum Davidson. Yep. And do you see a way into their strike force this season? Melamed's gone. Yep. You know, there was a big risk last year about who he started, especially the amount of cup games they were playing, they were rotating a lot. Does it mean that Kane, and I can now say Kane's name because the Euros are over, does it mean that Kane... <laughs>
1: <laughs> John's girlfriend just showed Harry Kane from the next room. No, not that Kane, the other one, Chris Kane. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was... I was tempted by Chris Kane because... I do think he's a good footballer. He popped up everywhere last year, but he actually only ended the season with five goals. Yeah. You know, and not much else to show from it. So I think like when you see him, he's priced there at 4.8 million. He's really attractive. Who knows? Maybe he will have the season of his life. They're a good side. Murray Davidson's a good manager. But is he going to be Harry Kane? I don't know. <laughs> you burst me you've actually burst I'm me it. yeah you are done oh, I, I think, think we're done I, I think we're done it, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look like you're about to melt into this, into that sofa uh, if it, I'll put a photo up after on Twitter of how sweaty John is um, but anyway look we're so excited to be back thank you to everyone that followed and listened last season we're here all this season we're so excited to be doing it again so uh, yeah from the bottom of our hearts thank you and um, yeah let's get going
0: yeah. let's get, get- fancying Let's get fantasy
1: football. Send us, in, send us in your teams. If you've done some drafts, if you want some advice, I don't know how helpful it'll be, but please send it in to us on Twitter. Just once again, that's at fitballpod. Uh We're happy to take, uh, you know, to take any pattern that you have and give you some recommendations and um, sort out your dilemmas. Let us know. Get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. And
0: that, I think, is the end of season two, episode
1: one. Episode 1 <laughs> Cheerio trips